0: week's podcast brought to you in part by audible.com get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash wds to choose from over 85,000 titles for your ipod or mp3 player please hi i'm dan and i'm doug from who hi this is josie lorenzo hi
1: this is john bonjovi and i'm richie Moore. hello
0: I'm Tommy Lee Hi, this
1: is Molly Bryant This is Alicia Witt Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson Hi, this is Julie Mann Hello,
0: I'm Phil Collins
1: Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice Hi, this is Chelsea Hobbs Hey, this is Lindsay Lohan Hi,
0: this is Joy Nordenstrom of Joy Romance, Inc. This is Alec Baldwin
1: Hi, this is Christina from Survivor Redemption Island
0: Hi, I'm Holly Sturgeon, creator of Make It or Break It And you are listening to What Do They Say? Did you hear? You hear. Did you hear? Did Did you you hear? hear,
1: Did you hear? Did you hear what do
0: they they say? Oh, you get to hear what duvet has to say hello again everybody you are listening to the official podcast of the what duvet said cultural entertainment digest found at what i am your host jason Duplissy, coming at you from duvet studio south in the hollywood hills of los angeles california and joining me as always is the man who puts the trash in ghetto trash your host <laughs> robert
1: bob duvet coming to you from the kitchen of podcasting in san francisco california Today, I am podcasting to you from inside the belly of a rich white person.
0: Oh, how is it in there?
1: Oh, it's actually, it's kind of, it's all the, the, uh, the lining of the stomach is, is done entirely in houndstooth.
0: Oh, that's very fancy. I was wearing a houndstooth shirt one day, and uh, I uh, pointed it out to, I think, a barista at uh, um, a coffee shop. Uh-huh. uh-huh because she was unbearably hip and and treating me in an unbearably hip way. So I think I even said straight out to her. I was like, "Hey, so I'm pretty hip with my shirt." <laughs> and she <laughs> said, A. and she was like, "Yeah, totally. You've got I love that you've got that snaggletooth shirt on." I'm like, "Yep. Snag- I do." <laughs>
1: Somebody was a big Hanna-Barbera fan.
0: That's right. Exit stage left. What about you? Are you Hanna-Barbera fans? Dear listeners, you can let us know. You can send us an email at said at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can just yes. search for us at What Duvet Said in the little search bar on Facebook. Or give us a phone call at... Oh, do it already! 415-937-0445.
1: That's 415-937-0445. And our operators are always standing by. That's
0: right. We're uh, found on Mevio, whatdovaysaid.mevio.com. You can listen to us on Stitcher, and you can also find us on the Rogue 2 website. We're all over the place. If only we had content. Rob, where have we been? You know what I think is great, though, about the Rogue 2 thing, since it is a uh,
1: Great Britain-based, mm-hmm. is that when you listen to The Tank... On Rogue Two, they do some sort of manipulation where we actually have British accents.
0: Oh, I think that's just a filter. I think they just filter us.
1: Where the hell have we been, I think it's
0: auto-Brit. Well, um, I I believe we took it off in uh, honor of Black History Month.
1: Mm. Yes, we both decided that between the two of us, we didn't even make a mulatto. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's true. No, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we've we've had this down to a pretty a pretty tight schedule. Um we have. we we, we, re- we record on Thursdays, the show drops on Fridays, and we've had a well ticking talk of a machine for low a year and a half, two years now that we've been doing the show. But um all these rich white people are throwing ah! a monkey into the re- work. I'm trying
1: to have a good time, Jace.
0: Well, I know, but you, you are busy. You're, you're, you're big deal Rob now with your job. Oh, God.
1: No, I am, uh, you know, I am busy, yes, but never too busy for this show. And I had to do some serious soul searching and said, am I going to let the rich white people, in addition to taking my very soul, am I going to let them take this show that people love so dearly? I think not.
0: Okay, good. I appreciate that. And people have been—I uh, I have to say that the one benefit of us not doing a show for almost three mm-hmm. weeks now has been say that our, that our uh, our mailbox has been full. <laughs> We've gotten yes, more email and letters and phone calls not— broadcasting than we ever did when we were doing the show so i know
1: it's you never know what you have until it's gone right listeners is that how you guys operate
0: yeah yeah so we've got an action packed jam-packed show today that's not only going to be about an hour because i have a i have a crazy crazy day today i've got a lot to do before i leave town tomorrow
1: let's get to it we have guests we have guests tell me i came correct reba came correct we have this is a huge get I know you're a big Oscar fan, Jace. I am. Ampest. Um We, and this is in partnership with um, Them Magazine, that is uh, WDS's uh, literary arm, I yes. dare say, literary. We have Angelina Jolie's left leg. Not the right leg that's been seen all over the red carpet, but the much more harder to uh, reach and much more introspective left leg.
0: Oh, well, I have a lot of interesting things to think about then.
1: Yeah, well, you you're familiar with Angelina Jolie's right leg, I'm sure, Jason.
0: Yes, yes. Although I have to say, did you watch the Oscar ceremony at all? Um, you know what? I, I, I
1: did not, but I did watch. I just happened to turn it on when um, they announced Best Actress in Meryl Streep one. We'll talk about that later, but uh, go ahead with your, your account.
0: The gag, apparently, after Angelina Jolie did this thing, which was so completely obvious that she just stuck her leg out when she walked mm-hmm. up on stage, was the winners afterwards were Best Screenplay winners. And one of the guys who wrote the screenplay for The Descendants is actually also an actor on a show called... uh Com- It's one of those Ah, Thursday night shows. I forget Mm -hmm, what it's called. mm -hmm. Oh, Community. Must See TV, it sounds like. (laughs) Yeah, he's on Community. Speaking of Must See TV, did you notice that when Whitney is no longer on uh, Thursdays that it's now tanked in ratings and probably will not be coming back next season? Oh, I'm a fucking soothsayer, listeners. I I love your soothsayer shirt as well. Yes. (laughs) It's Snaggletooth. But the guy who came, the guy who won came up afterwards as they were all standing together and he struck the pose. This is what I didn't know. He, he struck the pose that Angelina Jolie was pose, posing, which got big mm-hmm. laughs. But I didn't realize that's what he was doing because what he was doing, he was holding his Oscar down on his waist as he was doing uh-huh. it to sort of balance it. And it sort of just looked like he was making his Oscar look like an enormous erection. That's what I thought he was doing, <laughs> that he was just holding a big cockster
1: up there (laughs) you know that's what the you know the first thing any male that receives an oscar does probably in the privacy of his own home is is fashions it into a cockster as you (laughs) as you put
0: it as a coxer i suppose would be more
1: coxer i like it well so there we go we have angelina's jolie's left leg very interested to both see
0: touch and feel Welcome. Welcome to WDS. Yes.
1: And also from ABC's The Bachelor. I don't know if you know this, Jason, but it all wrapped up on Monday with another fake proposal. Ben, our bachelor, narrowed it down to three women of varying degrees of uh, annoying annoyance. And he picked one. And uh, we have the other two. And oh. if if you're listening at home and you don't know their names, neither do we. And uh, th- those that do know their names, you won't in a, in a, in about uh you know five short months. So uh, yes, we have the other two spurned bachelorets, I guess they're called.
0: Oh, okay, good. I yeah. I actually you know I don't watch the Bachelor, and I, I only watched it that time you made me watch the Bachelor. Mm. But I that's all right. You're forgiven. I'd heard that this batch of bachelorettes there was one particularly crazy one that actually i think she's on the cover of of a of one of these magazines now in a bikini oh really mm. yeah yeah
1: i think I know the one you're talking about and uh listener sean perhaps you can weigh in at some, some point in the future but yes yeah, she was a blogger or something like that and she was
0: she was a little crick right
1: okay well like our ladies, a little cray-cray here at What Duvet Said.
0: Uh, I'm sort of having uh, – I'm kind of having my full – my fill of cray-cray women at the really? moment. I've sort of reached my limit with the cray-cray, just just saying. Oof.
1: Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to that later. Also, one last guess. You're going to love this, Jace. I, I did this for you. I made Reba get on the horn and hammer the phones to get from NBC's The Apprentice, Celebrity Apprentice, on now – we have Lou Ferrigno's hurt feelings in the house. Oh, ooh, 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 lou, ooh,
0: lou. Ooh, ooh, ooh. They're not booing. They're saying lou, lou, lou. <laughs> great, great. They're saying lou, boo, earns. Uh, you must be talking about the Celebrity Apprentice, Lou, right?
1: Yes, Lou Ferrigno. Did I not not say that? Did I blow the joke?
0: No, you might have said that. I just uh, I got a text in the middle of you saying it, so I wasn't oh, listening. I see. Yeah.
1: Oh, by all means, take that text. <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know. It's from a four one five area code, and it's someone asking about the movie that I'm doing this weekend. And I don't—they're not saved in my phone book. So I don't know who it is. It's Listener Pete. It can't be Listener Pete. I—I I, I have Listener Pete saved in my phone, and he might be calling from a another number. Uh, why the hell would he do that? Why am I? Why are we doing Cause... this in the middle of the show, Listener Pete? We're doing a show right now. I can't text you <laughs> if you want to text Jason. <laughs> there's only one person I would stop everything for right now and uh, it's not her so uh, what is, let me ask you what your text is what do
1: you mean uh, with regards to uh, texting people all hours people should be available all hours to get text from me
0: right but okay let me let me let me uh, like right now I feel obligated and distracted by this text I feel like I should uh, respond to this text let it go, immediately man. Just let it go. We're doing a uh, show.
1: You know how hard it is for us to do a show these days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I know. I believe it. Sheesh. Well Okay then. What do they said at gmail.com because emails mean so much. Uh great. Uh well there well, I I, 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 yeah, I television I have lots of things to talk about. And Cray Cray I have lots of things to talk about, and everything else I have lots of things to talk about. But what should we should we start as we always used to do with the news? <laughs>
1: Yes, we can. It's our bread and butter. It's the one they love. Or so I'm told. The news. I'm basing all this on our focus group of one, Listener Dave. Thanks for being on the show. I went and listened to the tank, Wrong Way Corrigan again, and I thoroughly enjoyed the triangulation. So uh, if you want to be on the show, listeners, it's really as easy as just writing to us, and we'll make it happen for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we love
0: triangulating and thinking outside the box.
1: Yes. We're thinking inside Oh, speaking of which, later oh. I got some I've been uh banking a lot of phrased out and I even got a little snark for the snark
0: tank. All right, well, let's hurry along. There was some boy, there was some other phrase that I was supposed to say to you and I don't remember what it is. Boy, uh damn, I'm totally dropping the ball on that. Uh, anyway, again, I will be dis- I'm going to be distracted for the rest of the show trying to remember the phrase that I'm supposed to also be saying and this text so read me a news story to help me with my problems
1: all right here comes a news story we haven't done the news in quite some time and i've actually found some interesting news stories and this one was particularly interesting for the following reasons yes let's see if you can tell me why jason
0: okay i will let me let me let me get ready The
1: headline read man burst into flames after accidentally drinking gasoline and lighting a cigarette
0: <laughs> uh accidentally drinking gasoline. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is the best. So as I'm reading this story, first of all, we could play the game.
0: Oh, okay. I'm ready. Uh Do the music retro. I'm gonna say that this happened in Florida. Oh so
1: so very close. <sighs> North Carolina.
0: Oh, North Carolina seems to be having a whole lot of crazy coming from. Her. I just watched a documentary called "Tabloid" the other day about this woman Joyce McKinney. She was from uh-huh. North Carolina. Ooh, maybe
1: the theme—the theme that is emerging—is a uh, cray cray.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well,
1: this is the best. Let me read the story to you because uh, it's a short one and it really says it all. Okay. A North Carolina man is dead after police say he accidentally drank from a jar of gasoline and then smoked a cigarette. Hmm. Havelock Police received a 911 call about 9:55 p.m. Monday after 43-year-old Gary Allen Banning, oh sorry, Gary Allen Banning set himself on fire. Banning was transported to UNC Burn Center in Chapel Hill, where he died early Tuesday morning. City spokesman Diane Miller said investigators believe Banning was at a friend's apartment when he apparently mistook a jar of gasoline sitting on the kitchen sink for a beverage. Seems, uh, you know, common enough. After taking a gulp, he spit the gas out and got some uh on his clothes. So when he spit out the mistaken beverage, um he got some on his clothes. Sometime later, investigators say Banning went outside to smoke a cigarette and burst into flames.
0: <laughs> my first question is this, Rob. Don't you uh don't you keep your jars of gasoline in the freezer? I well, you know,
1: I am a sophisticated man. I like my gasoline cold.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was
1: the thing that cracked me up is that there was a jar of gasoline sitting around on this man's uh, kitchen counter that could be mistaken for a beverage.
0: Yeah. Well, I can sort of – I guess I can sort of see how you would have a jar of gasoline. Let's say there are farm folk out there in North Carolina, and he's got to mm-hmm. keep uh, his gasoline – like he's got to tank up his mower or his tractor. Or, yeah, your, your dishwasher runs on, uh, on <laughs> yeah, you know, right. fossil fuels. Yes, exactly. You have a diesel dishwasher. <laughs> So you need to have gasoline handy, you know, just in case you're about to run out of it. Or maybe, you know, he came back in. Maybe he didn't know his friend was going to come by and he was just filling up his his gas jar. So I can sort of understand that. But um,
1: I was thinking perhaps that maybe these two fellows are so used to drinking like moonshine. Right. That, you know, the initial whiff as he raised it to his mouth
0: wasn't, like, enough to make him question what he was drinking because, you know, it was probably just another batch a hooch. Yeah, or maybe he just, he smells of gasoline all the time. Maybe it just stinks of gasoline in the house all the time so he didn't recognize the gas smell coming out of the jar as he was smelling
1: it. I used to come home after a night out of the town stinking of gasoline.
0: (laughs) Well, and I just used to smoke. Maybe he just had cigarette smoke. I don't know. It's a tragedy. It's really tragic. It is. I am I am sad for
1: everybody, and I'm sure what is a tight-knit community of Havelock North Carolina.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to say it's not a <laughs> that, that this happened. <laughs> I'm going to
1: go with you on this one, okay. surprisingly.
0: All right. I like it. Woo!
1: We're really clicking on all cylinders,
0: ain't we? Bang, bang, pow. What's the next story, Bobby boy? Well, this
1: one is a little bit scary, and I don't want to contribute to what's already... A uh, you know a year that's chock full of paranoia with the uh, Mayan apocalypse and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I'm, yeah, I know. It's...
1: But if we can survive that, here's what we have to look forward to: asteroid threat in 2040. Scientists watch as AG5
0: approaches Earth. Yeah, I guess that's what the name of the asteroid is. Did you hear about this? I I, I think I heard about this a couple years ago because it, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it supposed to attack, strike the Earth on April 13th, 2040?
1: Um they don't give that specific of a date but I'll go with your date. I like the fact that asteroids are now attacking Earth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, they they're pissed.
1: <laughs> there's malice involved. It's just not random space junk anymore. It's actual fuck there's a purpose to their uh
0: their purpose. Yeah, th- <laughs> this time this time it's personal.
1: Yes, <laughs> this time it's personal with AG. What is it? AG five? God, or maybe yeah. it's pronounced AG five. Yeah, it's Aggie. I don't want to butcher the asteroid. I don't want to oh, anger the asteroid any more than it apparently already is.
0: Right. So uh, what, they've just discovered. How big is this asteroid? How, isn't it one of these things that they're just blowing the story out? Like it's it's getting close to Earth and it may hit. Uh. Yes,
1: it's a May. It's a May hit, you know. Um, I want to keep our listeners, you know, tuned in. So I, I embellished a bit, but uh, it's about eight thousand miles in diameter. Eight thousand miles? Oh no, that's Earth. The asteroid appears to be about four hundred fifty <laughs> feet across. i was
0: going to say that's a hell of an asteroid. You could <laughs> Can hide you or... imagine
1: it's like a, an asteroid the size of Earth hitting Earth. That would I like our chances, America.
0: I know. Well, that would be uh that would be what created the moon. That's the the theory is that's how the moon was created and why Mars used to have life that an earth oh, really? earth-sized planet struck earth at some point.
1: I like this. I'm reading some of these paragraphs and they're not all, you know, that interesting or related but This one is I like there are asteroids wandering around in the inner solar system all the time. I like it asteroids now wander around. <laughs> In addition to having malice and attacking, they're now wandering as well.
0: Yeah. Well, they can't, I think what happens is that they try to just hang out in front of the laundromat or the 7-Eleven, but those dudes with security suits, shirts on, just walk up and go, hey, come on, take your dog and your guitar, get out of here.
1: <laughs> the, the last line of the article is the best, though. The bottom line is, we have time. Oh, perfect. The sober approach is to make more observations and wait and see. So that's what we got out of our folks at NASA there. <laughs> have a little time, and we'll just wait and see.
0: Okay, great. I like that. Yeah,
1: Reba, get at five on. All right, there you go. Oh, this is a these. Well, maybe it is a news segment. We can call this. Uh, eh, let me see what's a good term for. We already have another news, right?
0: Well, we we have we have putting the U in news. Okay. And we what also have. <laughs> 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 and we also have. The in-related-to-other-news segment. Okay. okay. Um, well, uh, since we've already got these nice little receptacles
1: for our news segment, let's call this one um, The News in You.
0: Okay. Okay, here we go. New, new, similar song to the other ones because they're all coming from the same place. Don't have
1: the orchestra over there at Duvet South kill themselves coming up with a new piece of music.
0: <laughs> I won't. No worries. Okay, uh, lay it on me.
1: All right, here it goes. One out of every ten Wall Street employees is a psychopath, say researchers. <laughs> Couldn't that be said for anybody, though? I guess one in ten out of everybody is probably a
0: psychopath. That's been my experience, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I would Why limit so. it to Wall Street? How do you define a psychopath, though? What does this study define a psychopath as?
1: Well, well it's funny you should say that, and funny, I should actually have it in front of me. A clinical psychopath is bright, gregarious, and charming. Wow, I think you and I are both psychopaths.
0: <laughs> sign me up I think he I'm kind of
1: easily and often
0: <laughs> I, I, and may have
1: trouble feeling empathy for other people. Oh, definitely, I'm a psychopath for yeah, sure.
0: yeah, I, although I would add to that that I'm moody and isolationist and a hopeless romantic Ooh. ah, uh, I like
1: your psychopath. <laughs> Aren't I I'm I'm sort of a cuddlable psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. You know what else a psychopath is, Jace? He's probably more willing to take dangerous risks. Uh-huh. Well, that makes sense. Either because he doesn't understand the consequences
0: or he simply doesn't care. Uh, right. What about uh... – I, wait- I, I think I've been waiting on psychopaths. <laughs> what about, like, transvestitism and stuffing your dead mom and wearing the skin of, of women? Isn't that part of the sort of psych- – or running around naked with a chainsaw? Doesn't that also have something to do with a psycho? Maybe uh, I'm just believing what the liberal needle is telling me. should
1: more here on uh, 401k investment and uh, pyramid schemes.
0: I see. It's just another way to say that people with money are bad, right? Isn't yeah. that what it is? Yes. Yeah.
1: This is clearly written by ah, – ah, Yes. It says article by ninety nine percent.
0: Yeah. Yep, that's right. them. Sorry, listener Dave.
1: Had to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do they say to at gmail.com because your emails mean so much.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's uh, you know, interesting. So I would I'm gonna I'm gonna extrapolate further. Uh huh. I'll have Renfro crunch the numbers later, but I'm gonna guess that one in ten people are psychopaths. Yeah. that has been my experience.
0: I would say I would think it's even higher than that. I would say that the odds are that one in ten people are normal. <laughs> yes. There's a problem. Yes. That that the 99% of people are, freaking cray cray. I love it. I love it. I love a theme in the spring. But let me ask you this then, Rob. If 99% of the people are crazy, doesn't that make crazy the norm?
1: I think that's kind of where we're heading, right? Because, you know, we've allowed so much freedom in our society, and we've allowed so much self-expression, and there's been a, uh, you know, that, that whole... Political, politically correct movement that's been sweeping the nation for some 30 years now has really taken hold. So now, the new norm is crazy.
0: Yeah. There you go. I, I think I have a leg up on that, though, because for- Ooh, let's get, ah,
1: let's get Angelina Jolie's left
0: leg in here again. Verify. <laughs> to verify that. But uh, t- anticipating the cray-cray movement, I've been collecting my fingernail clippings for the past 30 years. Ooh. <laughs> uh,
1: that's is that such a quaint sort of notion of crazy? Is collecting your fingernail clippings?
0: I know. I was so that and my stock investments were totally uh, not future, uh, future helpful at all. Ooh.
1: You know, funny that we're going down this road because I have a def. In related news, since the topic is now shifted to
0: crazy. Yes. Well, we, we have an in related news theme. We've actually, we might as well oh, yes, we pull can. out to all the, the stuff. Orchestra! <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Yes. All right. Ready? Are you ready for this one? This is, God, God, we, it, it makes me feel like such, when I read stories like this, it makes me feel like I, I thought, I thought I was a rebel rouser and like kind of edgy and like, you know uncontrollable and a wild youth and then i read this america kids are still getting drunk by shoving vodka soaked tampons up their butts
0: they're still
1: doing that (laughs) apparently this was a story that um was being reported on previously and (laughs) can you guess what source i got this from the gawker Uh, And it says, just when you thought the kids had discovered every possible way to ingest alcohol, they went ahead and started soaking tampons in vodka and shoving them up their
0: rectums. That's what
1: I said, rectums.
0: But how does that make it any better? I mean, if you already have the vodka, like, isn't that the hard part? Getting the vodka when you're a teenager? (laughs) I love it, though. Check it out. The term for it is called butt chugging. Butt chugging. (laughs) But like, why would you go so far? Like, what you know, the t- uh, just drink the just drink drink the vodka. Is it all that Man, much better? I, I'm gonna go butt chugging before I go to work next. That totally sounds like like a bad idea. Do you remember that night? Which I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take you back to a time. I okay. it was a new year's eve way back machine and it, yeah it's the way back between you and a, a mutual friend of ours and and i were all sitting around a house on new year's eve and we decided that we were going to have a, a, a contest to see who could do the following in the most disgusting order and we had a glass of milk <laughs> a glass of orange juice and a glass of tequila was it yeah i want to say yeah it
1: was definitely some hard alcohol could have been tequila makes sense
0: yeah i think it was tequila and the idea was that you had to choose the order to drink these three things uh and i think i did the milk and then i did the tequila and then i did the orange juice and then you did the uh tequila and then the orange juice and then the milk and then our mutual friend did the orange juice and then the tequila and then the milk which was like oh, oh. oh like that had to be the worst yeah, which had to be the worst but like that would be just a thing like we would turn to somebody and go you know what's great take a shot of tequila and then drink some milk it's totally <laughs> a high and, like, you go, oh, it's so awful. I'm almost throwing up thinking about it right now. But doesn't that sound like and What we
1: should have been doing is putting funnels in our anuses and dumping that stuff directly into
0: our butt. I guess it's some sort of vodka enema. But doesn't that sound like something you would tell someone as a gag? Hey, dude, stick this tampon up your ass with vodka on it. It'll get you drunk.
1: It says here in the story, I guess a medical professional says it's the same as if you were injecting alcohol intravenously. What I don't understand is why. I mean, I understand when I was a kid, I felt the need to get myself, you know, drunk. You know, I had to feel the effects of alcohol. And then it allowed me to, you know, be somebody else, I suppose. Right. But I never would want to. Feel the effects of alcohol to the point where, like, I was shoving it up my ass.
0: I guess no. And weren't there times that I I know for a fact that you and I both did? Uh, you did something really awful one time as a as a as a uh, a test. You took a bunch of pills at one point and told me afterwards mm. how horrible it was. And it was terrible. The 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 great vibrant experiment. Yes. And then like a week later, I, I said, well, I'm going to do it anyway. And I did it anyway. And I it was the horrible. It was so horrible. It was like the worst feeling ever. So, yeah, no, it was definitely a bad idea. And yet.
1: Like you're saying here, you had to verify that it was a bad idea.
0: I had to – I I was like, well, I can do this. I can do this. But haven't there been times – I can vividly remember times like drinking beer starting early in the day and at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon just like sitting in the bathroom or in the bathtub or just lying in my bed and like feeling awful, just going, I want this to be over. I don't want to be this drunk. I hate this feeling. Um. So who would want alcohol intravenously shot into their body? Wouldn't that just make it terrible? Uh, Apparently it does.
1: But, you know, I don't know. The the kids these days, they are way more creative. I got to hand it to you, kids. Keep it up. Keep butt chugging.
0: (laughs) Keep butt chugging and drink that gasoline. (laughs)
1: One last news story, and then we'll get to, uh, you know, this might – that one maybe could have even qualified as a topic of discussion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Well, good thing we have a theme for that as well. We've,
1: we've. I really like this one.
0: Okay. We've also lost our uh, – our. Uh, oh, that was a shocker! kind of shtick that we used to do with this news segment. Oh, yeah. The, the shocker, not shocker. You know what's
1: funny? We had the focus – we brought in the focus group. We crunched the numbers. We, you know, read through everybody's email. We haven't changed our show a lick, as far as I can tell.
0: <laughs> no, that's right. If it's, I think if it's if it's not broken, you know. Exactly, if, if it's it,
1: not broke and nobody's listened, don't don't fix it. Well, if
0: anything, our our absence proved that people do listen. But I will say, if it requires. I'm,
1: st- I'm stepping all over you. I apologize. I want millions to listen. You know That's how much I love this show. That's how much I love our listeners. I love our listeners so much that I want more of them.
0: Yeah, and I think I will append what I said by saying, if it requires effort, don't do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're trying to show, actually, to America and Britain and, and, and other parts, parts unknown, um, that with the least amount of effort, you can have the maximum amount of fun.
0: Like downloading a book from Audible.com. Ooh! I just downloaded, yeah, I just downloaded another book from Audible.com. You know, it's the first of the month here, and being a member of Audible.com, you get a token every month, which goes towards a free book, Uh, and then you can purchase as many Audible books as you want, but I drove up to the San Francisco Bay Area last weekend, Uh, Well, not to the Bay Area, but I drove up I-5 to visit my family. And then I'm going to be doing it again this coming weekend, another 12 hours in the car. Uh, But it makes it go so much faster when I'm listening to a book from Audible.com. And uh, believe it or not, I'm listening to, yes, uh, Stephen King's Under the Dome again. um, Because I started listening to a book called The Night Season by Chelsea Kane because I was reading that. Uh, but I had almost finished reading the whole thing, so I only had a couple of uh, couple of chapters left. So I downloaded it to listen to it while I was in the car, listen to the rest of it, and then I found uh, Stephen King's Under the Dome was still there on my iPod, so I started listening to it again and duck on it. I'm, I'm enjoying it again. So what do you think of that? <laughs> I should get another one, though. I think that's
1: great. Yes. And I think as, as well, if you want to know what I'm um, listening to... I do. Um, I am listening to Stephen Hawking's Sexual exploits, Uh, and this is gonna relate to our final news story. I'm listening to Stephen Hawking swing, swang, swung my life in the swinging community. I'm also reading, actually. For those of you who can remember reading, I'm reading Ace Frehley's memoir, No Regrets, a rock and roll memoir. Excellent book. What? Dupe's- Not on Audible yet, but I want Audible to get somebody to uh, read this book to me so I can listen to it after reading.
0: Uh, audibletrial.com/wds. 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 For those of you joining me this weekend, in Northern California, grab yourself a book to listen to. So moving on news yes. news news news
1: news final
0: news story this is a good one a brief history
1: of the time stephen hawking went to a sex club the university says physicist visit california swingers club with friends apparently stephen hawking I, mean, I think we all know who stephen hawking is yeah he was a he was a committed a deeply deeply a, 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 a deep regular <laughs> At uh, at some uh, Southern California swinging clubs, can't blame a brother. Currently, or back? busy, back crunching in- numbers all day long, explaining black holes, get a little black hole himself.
0: Well, but is he currently doing that, or has he been doing it since he was diagnosed with uh, Lou Gehrig's or whatever he's got? Um,
1: admitted seventy-year-old business swingers club. However, they deny claims that he was. Oh, now they're de- denying claims he was a regular. Um, I don't know. Wasn't he always kind of. In a chair? In a wheelchair?
0: No, no. He, it, it's, it's Lou Gehrig's disease he's got. So he, he began as a walk-and-talking and regular guy. and then uh, Oh,
1: there's a picture of him, though, when he's clearly in the wheelchair. Oh. And it just says he was visiting the sex clubs. <laughs> maybe it's not as sordid as I'd like to think it is.
0: Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe he wasn't patronizing them. He was just hanging out.
1: Wait, here's a picture of him with a vodka-soaked tampon.
0: Oh well see that's a good way to get drunk stephen hawking
1: known butt chugger
0: <laughs> uh wow okay stephen king known butt chugger let's spread what do that
1: you think? stephen hawking what what is more stephen hawking butt chugging or stephen hawking going to a sex club
0: hey is that ever anything that you found slightly appealing the whole wife swapping swinger business
1: um, appealing. Huh, how do I, how do I dance around this issue? No, you know, here's, as I have mentioned before, here's where the appealing part of wife swapping ends for me. The idea that somebody else would be having sex with my wife. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's kind of what, what gets me, uh, gets me out of it as well. But I, I also yeah. have to say that, and this is probably true for you as well, Rob, um, the you you may or may not know i've mentioned uh, i've danced around the issue myself a couple times but there's a uh, i have a i have i have a, a sweetie who um isn't who doesn't live in this town someone that i'm quite okay. fond of that doesn't live in out the of town. town sweetie and out of town sweetie and um tell me if this uh, rings true to you or not rob uh, I'm, I'm gonna go down a little pathway here this is something... I'm going to be
1: honest with you, Jason. I feel like you deserve that and our listeners deserve
0: that. Okay. So I think something that men do that women might not be aware of what men do is if we're sitting and watching a, a TV show or dragged to a play or even going out to a party uh, when we're single— um, if the if the party or the play or the movie is particularly boring, we just find the girl that we think is prettiest, and we watch them the whole time. Is would you say that's fair to say that's that's something that you do? Absolutely. Okay.
1: I, I think uh, I think when in that
0: mode and in that spirit,
1: we are constantly trying to either. Find ways to get people naked or imagine people naked right,
0: but even if even if you're not trying to get someone naked, you just find the prettiest girl because it's more interesting yeah. than anything else that's going on. you just if and like say survivor or, or something like that you you will out of the choice of 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 women that are presented there, you inevitably or I will inevitably just say, oh, that's the pretty one, I'll watch her right. Okay.
1: You ever, be, you ever find yourself lying on a bus? I know you don't take buses because you drive and whatnot, but whatever. It could be at the party situation, the, you know, and there's a bunch of people in the room. And, and as a passing thought, you might say to yourself, of all the people in this room, which one would I want to have sex with? Right.
0: Okay. So that being said, that it's usually confined to that little bubble. So when you're at work, for example, there would be like the pretty girl at work. And just because there's a pretty girl at work, you then take that girl out of context and then she's not quite as pretty because she's not, she's not in that realm anymore. You know what I'm I saying? I got
1: you. So if you take the pretty girl at work and you put her next to, say, the pretty girl at the cafe, and the pretty girl, um, you know, uh, waiting for the bus, and then the pretty girl. Then all of a sudden, it becomes kind of like a, a you know, a, a ranking. Yeah. Then she she
0: becomes one of the not as pretty girls. <laughs> that you're yeah. paying The game to.
1: doesn't change though, I might
0: add. No, no, right, exactly. The game doesn't change. You're still sh- looking for the prettiest girl. So, th- this this has happened to me in the past before and it might have happened to you long before you this is actually going somewhere complimentary, believe it or not. Oh, I like it. Um, uh, yeah. And it, it does tie back into wife swapping, but you you there may have been a time <laughs> that when you were with a, you were committed in a relationship with a girl mm-hmm. and then you walk into a party or a room and suddenly the girl you're with doesn't do it for you anymore because you see someone even hotter in that room and you go whoa look at that and then you turn and look to the girl next to you and you're like well gee she's not as pretty as that other girl so you focus all your attention on that other girl you'll be like and you leave and your girl's like you were totally flirting with that girl you go no i i wasn't no i wasn't but you kind of were right and that those people that you were with, you didn't end up marrying and you didn't end up staying with because no. she, she was somebody that what that was, you know, pretty at work or appealing at work, but didn't work in the realm of, outside of things. Right. Absolutely.
1: And I think it's safe to say, you know, there's um, there's always as we've been talking about this week,
0: there's always the cray cray component. Oh yeah, well I'm I, I'm really into the crave cake component. Except any it's the
1: crazy you know, my friends. Yeah, that's what you want,
0: right? So that all that being said, when I'm now that I have uh, a person, this person that I'm 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 quite fond of right now, and I'm quite sure you could say the same thing about Hallie. When you mm-hmm. walk into a room with a bunch of other people, um, nobody else takes that shine away from the person you're with. Like she is always the prettiest girl in whatever situation. Am I right?
1: I would totally agree. I would say that um uh, once you really know and invest fully in in your relationship, there there's so much more that is makes somebody attractive than simply their attractiveness. Right. And and this is in no way to say that my wife is not incredibly attractive because I find her to be actually the prettiest room, prettiest girl in the room. In most right, rooms. Right, exactly. Um, and,
0: I know she yes. can't say the same thing for me. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, she's the, and it is a matter of personal preference, it's a matter of taste. And, and Hallie is beautiful. The girl that I'm into is beautiful. Whoever you're with is beautiful. Um, it, so, as far as wife swapping goes, when I go into a room and someone's like, hey, it, it, not that this has ever happened, but if someone approached me mm-hmm. and was like, hey, let's do this, the while well, you say the appeal, There is an appeal to, like, wow, I'll have sex with someone else, but I don't want to, you know? Like, I don't want to have sex with that other girl because the girl I'm with is the hottest girl in the room, and she's the one that I want to go home and have sex with. Not only do I not want this beautiful woman that I'm with having sex with another guy, but I actually don't have the desire to have sex with another woman because I'm so crazy about the woman standing next to me.
1: You know what's funny, too? I think people go outside of their relationships— Because there's this feeling that they're missing out on something. Yeah. And then they engage in whatever, you know, you know, situation with another person. They have that moment. And I think what ultimately happens is that you realize like, oh, my God. Not only did I jeopardize everything in my life and everything, you know, this, this beautiful, wonderful relationship. I've been invested so much of time in myself and nurturing and blah, blah, blah. But what I was thinking I was missing was really not that much different or that necessary yeah. to begin with. Yeah,
0: yeah true so let that be a lesson to you folks i would think all- <laughs> don't stray <laughs> <laughs> well and i also think that 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 those who do stray or end up going out of it and i i think i can speak for experience be- for this because i i'm i'm divorced and i would not want to be married to the woman i was married to anymore and i the day by day i wonder how i could have ever been married to her um but I think that the person who strays is the person who has settled for the person in the first place who has settled for the the most appealing person in the bubble that they're in and then their their bubble expands and then they actually run into someone that should they should have been with but they're stuck with in the in the relationship that they've they committed to back in the bubble uh so it's sort of unhappiness all around
1: I think I think that's very very safe to say. I, I I can see that.
0: I think as long as you continue to grow as a couple,
1: you know? Um it, that's why I think it's when you kind of start doing separate things, start having separate interests, you know? It's okay to have different interests obviously. But when it, when those, when your lives start to become kind of segmented into these are things that I do, these are things that she does, we don't do as many things together, then you're opening yourself up for, as you say, these bubbles to kind of happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's how you end up sleeping with Stephen Hawking.
1: Exactly. Or being manipulated by psychopaths who um, work on Wall Street and, and and are fond of creating and blowing up
0: bubbles. <laughs> Well that was quite a tangent. Um, it was. That's what people like
1: though. The focus group did um say that one of our strengths was our tangential quality.
0: Well, and this is sort of on my mind right now because I'm I'm going out of town. Uh I am in a um uh, I, I'm in a in a film there's a movie that a friend of mine made uh i was supposed to be in it more um but i'm only in it in one scene but i did help out behind the scenes i got some songs in it he sent a rough draft to me when it was first edited together and i gave him some notes on it um so i have a bit of an investment in the movie and but it's premiering at the san jose film festival which normally i would not go up to see uh specifically because i just drove up uh In my car last week for six hours, so it would be kind of like, well, I, I don't want to arrange for my dog, and talk to my agent, and talk to my manager, and arrange for pick up for my daughter, and just there's a lot of moving parts I have to get together when I'm going out of town. But th- this girl that I'm sweet on lives up in the Bay Area, so I purposefully said to myself, th- I- I'm doing this. This is a good reason to go up there. Uh, because it, 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 I, I'll get to spend time with her, but it turns out to probably be a uh, bad weekend for her. It's just not a good weekend for her. It just doesn't work out with her schedule, at least right now it's not working out for her. I'm still sort of up in the air about whether it works or not. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm So I could have pulled the plug on everything and just not gone, but to me, uh, I would rather do it with the chance of getting to see her than not doing anything at all. So, I mean... That's... You are such a romantic. I am. I just wanna I just uh I just want to I wanna I wanna see her. I wanna be with her. What can I say? So I think I'm...
1: much like my favorite saying, bros will work it out. I think love will work it out in this
0: case. Are you gonna start singing some Pablo Cruz?
1: <laughs> Man, when I go to the record store down the street, talk about Pablo Cruz. There is nothing but Pablo Cruz records down there in the basement.
0: Ah, oh, dude. Pablo Cruz has two great songs. One of, one is one of my favorite songs. I mean, I really like the song. I don't know if it's one of my favorite songs, but I, I love it every time it comes up in my MP3 shuffle. And I can't remember what the other one is. Do you know Pablo Cruz's uh, two big songs? Uh-uh. What's the hit? The hit I love is Love Will Find a Way, which is what I was go? referring to. Sing of Cause hours. it's all right, all right, once you get past the pain, turn it not over, because love will find a way. That song?
1: Well, yeah. But, uh,
0: yeah, I kind of know that song. I, I think. might not be doing it justice. I bet if you <laughs> listen to it, uh, I think you should find it on YouTube. All listeners should find it on YouTube right now and listen to it, because it's a right. fantastic song. We'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah, wait till the show's over, or there just might be a snippet of it at the end of the show. And then the other Pablo Cruz song I'm going to have to look up, because I don't remember. But um Hold for it. wait for it. I always it.
1: thought like, Pablo Cruz was like maybe like a, a Dominican
0: baseball player. <laughs> he sounds like it, isn't it? It's not yeah. She's Moving In With Rico. That would be a Davy Jones song. God rest his soul.
1: Oh, should we just...
0: Oh, what, mean... you, what You Gonna Do is the other Pablo Cruz song.
1: What you gonna do? What huh? you
0: gonna do when she says goodbye?
1: I know that song. That's a good song.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, what you, you also... gonna
1: do when she's alone?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's Pablo Cruz. What
1: you gonna do when she's been... alone?
0: <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, go find Love Will Find a Way. I insist right. that you listen to it. let will do f- it. That may be t- a new karaoke song. It's great. And it, it is a great karaoke number because it's got uh, it's got several different movements to it. So. You
1: no, know it's a terrible karaoke number I found out recently?
0: <laughs> what? Don't Fear the Reaper. Oh. It be, well, yeah, because it's got a long guitar solo and it's also not much of – there's not much singing going on in it, right? No,
1: and when it does sing, it sings in a round. It's oh. like doing fucking kookaburra. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> – it's got it's got like – you know, because it's like Romeo and Juliet together, Romeo and Juliet. You know, like yeah, there's always that thing. So it's like it, – it's very, very, very difficult to sing as one person. You need somebody back there to do that. Call and response kind
0: of thing. Yeah, the, you need the backup singers. I discovered there's and a yep. there's a 16
1: bar solo that happens every every after every verse.
0: Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't do. Don't fear the reaper. Learn a lesson. Uh, I've got that makes me think of two things. One is that um, a uh, there's an app. Now that you have an iPhone, you should find this app yourself. Actually. But there's an app that you can download that if you don't know the name of a song, you just sing into your iPhone. And the 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 when I got it, the song that I had in my head was Paradise City. So I Ooh. thought, oh, I, what I'll do is I instead of singing the lyrics, I will just I will just na 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 into the iPhone and see if it recognizes the song. So Paradise City, if you na 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 it goes Uh-huh. Na 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 which isn't really much like I didn't realize quite how not singy that is. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> well, Needless to say, the app didn't recognize Paradise City, and another Pepper. terrible karaoke song, um, which should be a great karaoke song and probably is if you can sing it. Uh, but I made the mistake of doing this once, thinking I could do it. Okay, is uh, now I've just blocked it out. It's um, all night long, Lionel Richie oh is it because you don't know what Mugabo is <laughs> mama say mama sama say, say, makusa mama no it's what is it no that's what uh, that's that michael jackson song it's yeah uh, yeah fiesta forever but that would be a great song yeah. i just can't sing it no it's a good karaoke song since we're on the subject i'll just a little shout out
1: yeah uh toto hold the line
0: ah yeah yeah Toto, hold the line's a good one great song uh, Excellent. I think unless it's a Dire Straits song, I I shouldn't be singing it.
1: <laughs> you like to do the ones where you can kind of like talk story, talk it.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, and Dire Straits is right in my wheelhouse. You know, it's right in my singing. You know, it's the gotcha. It's not what the kids
1: call rock and roll.
0: Yeah, doing the monster mash. <laughs> Don't know how it so, happened. So far do you away want to from me
1: do you want to talk do should we talk about shows so
0: far i just can't see <laughs> yeah we've got we're running out of time here so let's talk as many shows as you want you'd lead the charge what do you want to talk about
1: okay uh we'll talk really quickly um about a couple of shows yes. that we are watching are you watching amazing Race? no okay we won't talk about that um are you watching celebrity apprentice yes
0: we will talk about that. So uh,
1: what do you think? Notes? Uh, uh, thoughts,
0: I, I, li- I like the cast. I'm really, as I mentioned uh, in Wrong Way Corrigan, episode of The Tank. Um, yes, I great was ex- episode. Excellent episode. Emmy award-winning.
1: Potty award-winning episode.
0: Potty. Uh, I was excited about the cast. The, most, if not all, of the celebrities are people that I've heard of outside of the celebrity apprentice. I'm not being introduced to them. And they're, I don't feel like they're washed-up has-beens um really (laughs) (laughs) well you know i I will say that arsenio hasn't been in the public eye for a while but arsenio hall still sort of has that arsenio hall stuff going on Well,
1: i'd say arsenio and penn gillette um and lisa lampanelli um are still people that i i consider to be talented and relevant Eh, debbie gibson not so much Oh, well, Debbie, I I just love everybody on the women's team. Uh Debbie oh, just want, Oh, cuz you find her attractive. I think she's grown into an attractive woman, but she is such a a a fame whore at this point.
0: I've had de- I've had run-ins with Deborah Gibson uh Ooh. for she's like crossed my path a couple of times in my life. Um, really? Yeah, one is that uh she tried to stage a comeback. I don't know if you remember, but uh, I used to do don't this... Don't
1: call it a comeback!
0: I used to do this thing at the Hollywood Roosevelt Cinegrill every week uh, where uh, uh, a, a fellow by the name of Mark Nadler, who's like extremely popular nowadays out in New York, look him up, um, but he would okay. do a show every week uh, and he would have guests come in and sing uh, at the at the show. And he had, I, don't know, I think Debbie Boone showed up at one point, but Deborah Gibson showed up when she was Deborah Gibson when her new album came out uh, okay. so I, I, I she tried to stage a comeback back in the 90s and she had an album come out where she actually did a cover of Knock Three Times with Tony Orlando on the album Oh,
1: interesting. if
0: that gives you any idea of how her finger was on the pulse oh, boy, yeah. of the, on, on the cultural the zeitgeist <laughs> <laughs> yes uh but then when my daughter sang at the orpheum uh a couple weeks uh, a couple years ago um uh she was they were mentored by uh, songwriters and deborah gibson was one of the uh one of the people there so i actually stood and hung and chatted with uh miss gibson back then
1: was she nice was she, was she uh a, a good
0: person she's just as nice as you good think good american she... values just as nice as you think she is and the other thing is there was a uh a uh, fella uh that i worked with uh when i my first job i got who was a member of the debbie gibson fan club way way back in the day and he gave me his card his like debbie gibson fan club card which i put in my jacket pocket at that time and it was one of those things that i would always find in my jacket pocket um so anyway there you go I, that wasn't as interesting yeah i as mean I I, it
1: was. I I find it amusing in this show where she's kind of it seems like she's trying to slip in singing whenever possible um a because probably that's her claim to fame is she was once a pop sensation yeah and b it's it's like a a way of kind of trying to like you know milk in a little uh you know little spot for
0: herself like look
1: see i can still sing yeah somebody hire me give me a record contract
0: yeah and that's not sitting well with aubrey o'day obviously
1: yeah. Who is what? A, a more, and now, what's her story? She Is she a singer? Sanger?
0: I have no idea who Aubrey O'Day is. She was talking about how she was more popular than anybody there because she had so many Twitter followers on the first episode. And hmm. I had to look hmm. her up because I had no idea who she was. I looked her up and I still have no idea who she is. You know, I was shocked to find out that Victoria Gotti was 46 years old. She's
1: only a few years older than myself. And yet she looks like
0: she is about 30 years older than myself. Do you know what she looks like? Do you remember the, like, back in the 80s, there was a dude who would make puppets that looked like celebrities? And, and I forget what they were Are you called. You're talking about the puppetry of the penis? No, I'm not talking about puppetry of the penis. I forget what it was called, but he, she looks like one of those puppets. Like somebody made a, a puppet caricature of her. Oh, Do you remember? I think I know who you're talking about. Did they have,
1: like, arms, that thin arms that moved on sticks?
0: Well, those would be Muppets, but yeah, I think they did. But the the Ronald Reagan one was the big one that was always around. That sort of Ronald Reagan puppet. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, in the in the Two Tribes video, I, th- I
0: believe they yes, had a puppet. Yes, exactly. Yes, that guy doesn't she look like one of those puppets?
1: Yes. Yeah, almost like a shrunken head sort of thing. Yeah. Thing going on. Yeah,
0: like she's been absolutely like dehydrated or pickled or something. <laughs>
1: like a fucking Italian apricot.
0: Yeah. But I'm enjoying The Celebrity Apprentice. I have to say that uh, the first episode, it's always hard at the beginning because there's too many people yeah. to pay attention to. Um, and uh, But the men's team ran so smoothly this past episode, which I, I've always said that I wanted to see and it pissed me off that people didn't uh, get along well. But actually watching the men's team work like a well-oiled machine was kind of dull. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because
1: B-W-W-O, Jace. Bros will work it out. <laughs> what you gonna do? What you just good It is true though. I mean you're even seeing it to a certain extent on Survivor.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know that the men men have a easier way of working things out because I think the absolute you know alternative to working it out is fighting. Yeah. But what do you see? you know what I mean? Yeah, where women can push that further out, further out, where fighting isn't their their necessary like last you know resort. There's still more bitching, kvetching, and you know passive aggressiving to, to go around.
0: Yeah, but, I, maybe I'm I'm being sexist, and you can you can ooh, much like nothing wrong
1: with being sexy. <laughs> uh,
0: maybe you can call me out like. Uh, like uh pendulet did to donald trump in the boardroom which i thought was a spectacular moment he said you're looking very beautiful today aubrey Th- is that sexist of me and says i think by definition that's sexist yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> pendulet's the best and i hope he wins yeah
0: i, I love pen i will watch pendulet do anything i enjoy i enjoy uh, all of his shows and I, i'm a big fan of uh pen and teller bullshit on showtime i forget what i was talking about oh on survivor oh you were I, I yes. feel like the the women on Survivor and maybe women in general again what do they say at gmail.com send us your emails your emails mean so much. I think that if guys say something to each other's face, it's like if they get in an argument and then they'll say, "Hey man, I'm sorry. Hey, it's all right, dude." And then they'll they'll patch it up and it'll be like under the bridge, right? Yeah. And I feel uh-huh. like the women on this team, and, and 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 women I've encountered in real life, will say, "Uh, you're, you know what? It's, I'm sorry, I'm sorry too." And then they'll walk away and turn to their other woman friend and say, "Fuck her." Uh huh. You know, uh-huh. I think they still. It's never
1: really. It's never really water under the bridge. Yeah,
0: I think they they carry that resentment like uh like their lipstick in a purse. Whoa.
1: <laughs> 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 well, you know. All bros need to do is just sit down, and have a, a, a good session of butt chugging, and it's all water yeah, under the bridge. Exactly.
0: Or it's water under something. It's all vodka up your ass.
1: But a celebrity apprentice, I am enjoying. My wife absolutely cannot understand what she views it as a complete and total waste of my valuable time.
0: Oh, and it's it, it is such a waste of time, but that's what I like about it i i i I've said this before but and the reason I enjoy the Celebrity Apprentice and Survivor is that it's so completely mindless uh I don't yeah. have any investment in it i'm not watching i'm not uh, let me i will talk about the that show the River Have you seen any of that show The River? No, no. Okay. It's by the guy who did uh the paranormal activity movies. It's one of those found footage shows like these people disappeared okay. in the Amazon and this is the footage they left behind, so we're watching gotcha. how they got destroyed sort of thing is the shaky Blair Witch shit. Yeah, it's Blair Witch shit. Uh and I've I started watching it and the first episode was okay, and the second episode was better, but like every episode after it hasn't been that good. And I feel like I hold this up to a higher standard. Like I'm watching it, going, oh, God, I want to, I have to be watching this, and it requires attention and paying attention and remembering plot details and all this kind of stuff. And Survivor's just like, put it on. I've had a hard day. I just want something that just rolls past me that I can sort of watch, sort of half watch, and and laugh at, and turn it off, and and be engaged with. I I, I like that aspect of it, and that's what the Celebrity Apprentice is.
1: Exactly what the Celebrity Apprentice is. I think that's exactly what most of these shows that we follow talk about. And there was some question as to why we spend so much time talking about shows that we don't like, and it's for those exact reasons you just mentioned. Yeah, it's it's mindless. It's uh, you know it it raises my ire enough. That I have an opinion on it, but not enough to really lose any sort of sleep over it. And this is how I know this, because the celebrity apprentice rolls past 11 o'clock for whatever reason. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah. Two hours and and eight minutes, according to
1: my DVR. We watch the the news. You know, That's where my wife and I may be in different rooms watching our separate shows. But 11 o'clock, we come together, watch the news, go to sleep. And the last two weeks, and it's only been
0: on two weeks, am I right? You're right. It feels Um, like it's been on forever.
1: it's rolled past right to the point where they're in the middle of the boardroom. They're having their intense you know, discussion about who's going to stay, who's going to leave, that Donald's really giving it to them, giving them the business. And I turn off the channel and go to the news and have no idea who got um, bounced from the show. Right. And then I look the next day and I watch it on the, the website and kind of like, oh, OK, so it was you know Victoria Gotti this week. So that shows how invested/slash uninvested I am in the actual outcome of the
0: show. Yeah, yeah, I think you can just stop in the middle and not be. And I, I'm not. I'm not thrown by it. So, and I, I, I yeah. you know, I, I will say we didn't really like Pan Am, which I think it was listener Dave's critique. And that is a true story. Yeah, we were still watching it, but uh, and we tried to like Dating in the Dark, but it wasn't all that great. But I, I, I actually like. Survivor, and I like The Celebrity Apprentice, at least so far. It may come a point in the season where I'm no longer liking it, which is what happened to Survivor last season. Um, And The Amazing Race just bores me now, so I I just can't into it. Is The Amazing Race any good this season, or is it the same thing again?
1: Uh, You know, it's just more the same. It's, you know, a lot of people running around. I watch Big Brother. There's a couple from Big Brother on there, so I'm a little bit more, um, you know, invested in seeing I, – well, I really want to see them leave basically. So, And there's a couple people to get behind. It's not an annoying cast, so I'm watching it just because there's not much else going on. <laughs> but you know what is going on? We should do some phrased out, maybe a bit of snark thing.
0: Okay. Phrase us out.
1: I came up with a bunch. It's kind of like a, a string of phrased out phrases. Okay. And – Work with me on this one. This one's got, a, got more of a scientific bent to it, but you, I'm sure you're sharp. You're going to figure this out. Okay. What I want to see phrased out is when somebody says, X meet Y. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Can well, you give me an example?
0: Uh, well, I understand the, the geometry graph, uh, two-dimensional aspect of it. People say X meet Y?
1: <laughs> you know, like, face meet fist.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I get you. <laughs> I thought people you know actually saying? walked around saying X meet Y as if they were talking about plotting a graph.
1: <laughs> at MIT. That's like, you
0: know. <laughs> no, I, okay. I get you. Yes. Face meet fist. Right. Okay. Sure. Yeah.
1: I don't want to hear that. No one else I don't want to hear anymore. No. And I've never liked this and there's no logical reason. I know maybe you might even say it. I think you might say this. Cool
0: beans. Oh, I say Cool Beans.
1: I don't like Cool Beans for some reason. You know why? It's not – when you say it, it doesn't bother me. It's, it's the people that tend to say it are always kind of overly peppy sort of, um, you know, uh, rah-rah types. Right. And they'll say like, Cool Beans. Don't like yeah, it. I don't say it like that. I say, OK, Cool Beans like that. See, you're more nonchalant. That's why it doesn't bug me when you say it. I think I, I, also,
0: I also tie okay. that into uh, something my sister used to always say is that she would refer to something that had reached a place of security as being mm-hmm. safe muffins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then like she would just tap on muffins to the end of, of anything. So it, it expanded from being safe muffins to being like, oh, that's, that's tough muffins. Or you know, oh, this is this is done muffins. So I always just kind of lopped in cool beans to that sort of thing because beans, I think of as a food more than the cool part of it.
1: Okay, well, cool beans on that one.
0: <laughs> but you, you're welcome. I, I will stop. I'll stop if you want to phrase it out. No, no, no. You, you continue. I'll
1: stop. Adhere uh, to the
0: segment rules.
1: Here's what else I'm not going to say ever again. Uh, I'm all about.
0: Oh God, yes, thank you.
1: Don't you hate that one?
0: That and I'm all over.
1: Yeah, I'm all over. I'm all about. I don't want to hear what you're all. Anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Here's another one. With that said, because you know what follows with that said,
0: the, everything the that uh,
1: opposite of what they are saying.
0: Yeah. Every everything that I've uh, that I've set up uh, to to say that I agree with and makes sense, I'm going to undermine by something that doesn't make sense. I'll give you an example. Okay. So we have this thing in the restaurant industry called a lineup.
1: It's where you get together. Everybody's got to be, you know, suited and booted, ready for action. And then the chef comes out and he tells you the specials. And then the managers talk about like any sort of service notes, you know, they want to make and, and, you know, what's coming on. And so for the last three weeks, they've been like, we're really, you know, we really want to ease it up on you guys by, you know, we're going to, do the books so that you're not getting crushed, you know, with so many people being triple sat at once and you can give better attention to tables. We want to lighten the load on you guys so that you can give better attention to your tables. We feel that it'll translate into better sales. And so we are going to adjust the books so that you guys are not feeling the, the, the crush of people coming in all at the same time. With that said… We have 300 people coming in between uh, 5.30 and 6. It's going to be a crazy busy night. So why even give the bullshit about how you're going to make our lives easier so we can give better service if you're not going to do it? It's all just smoke and mirrors.
0: Yeah, it's just a way to excuse away the the behavior that's coming. Yeah. It doesn't work on me.
1: doesn't work on me. I hear a stampede of rich white people coming from miles away. <laughs> You're in their stomach. All right. Lastly, well, not lastly. I have, I have three more. God, I had a lot. Namaste.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, well, I can understand Namaste um, out of the out of context. Yes, it's the ironic
1: Namaste I'm referring to. You know, when somebody's all about being, you know, not judgmental, and then they say something judgmental, and then they give you the smirk and say Namaste. Yeah, don't nah, like
0: it. Yeah, I'm not into that either. How about this? Earth 2. Earth 2? Earth to Jason. Oh, (laughs) I thought you were talking about like that TV show from the early 70s. Earth (laughs) 2. Yeah. Earth to Jason. Okay, Yeah. okay. I'll phrase that out as well. I never say that.
1: How about this one? This one is again, it's kind of in that X meet Y sort of idea, but you'll pick it up something just called and wants his or her something back
0: yeah i believe i phrased that out a couple uh, episodes ago did you i did yes
1: oh you did yeah i think you did something about 1985 called and they yes. want their mustache
0: yeah back or something like yes that. exactly yes yes so those
1: are my phrased out phrases do you have any uh, by any chance jace
0: no i i i, I don't I covered a lot of them right you did uh and the ones that come up, I only think of at the time, and then I get home and I think about something else, so I don't remember I hear you I like it i like it it's it's that it's that um
1: ability to just kind of just let it go that I' always envied in you, yeah,
0: I'm all over that <laughs> all right, so uh, do we do a snark tank quick snark tank yeah, let's snark let's cover every base we've got here
1: we give, we, we need to give our listeners a show, they deserve more,
0: yeah. You deserve it, listeners. All right.
1: Now, this isn't fully thought out, but it, was, it, occur, it occurred to me okay. that what I'm over. Because I watch a lot of these cooking shows
0: <laughs> yes.
1: on uh, the Food Network. Okay. And, and being back in the restaurant business, you hear you know people throw these phrases around. I am over fusion. I'm over the word fusion, the idea of fusing things together. I'm over mashups. I get a lot of music, and everybody's describing everything as a mashup of this and that. I'm over hybrids. It's kind of like a hybrid this or that. I'm over that as well. I'm over interracial couples. No, wait. Perhaps I've gone too far. (laughs) Please don't be over interracial couples. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding about the last one. That was all for comedy. But the other three previous, I just am so tired of the whole fusion mashup hybrid uh, descriptor of you know taking two things and putting them together that don't necessarily belong that is really starting to aggravate me i just want something to be what it is
0: well and not only that there's a place right near the dga that i go to uh lots of times after i see a movie there it's called pizza fusion uh okay and i i go into it and i you know what they have there no they have pizza pizza, I mean it's pizza you know i don't i don't know whatever the fusion thing is like i don't get it i i i or I order it, I eat it, and it's pizza, so i'm not sure what i mean I think so there you go, whatever the fusion thing is like it's never like a you know a sea monkey with a donkey 's head it 's never a true fusion it's always just <laughs> one thing. That it they've added something else to, you know, it's like saying, wow, my raisin bran is this fusion of raisins and bran. Okay, well, yeah, but it's raisin bran. I mean, that's what it's called. It's a hybrid of milk <laughs> and wheat. Yes, I've got cereal fusion.
1: <laughs> it's kind of a mashup of marshmallow and... <laughs>
0: circle. I'm telling demons. you, yes, dude. It's not. I've got a mashup of a pig heart, yellow stars, green clovers, blue diamonds.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just, that's kind of uh, something. I'm always, it, everything's being described in the restaurant industry nowadays as a fusion, you know, of this and that, you know, pick two opposite cuisines and then Fuse them together, and again, for the record, I love interracial couples.
0: I think what uh, I
1: I wish I was a, a a a member of one.
0: Yeah, I wish you were too. I I think what <laughs> happens is kind of what we were talking about earlier, or what we always talk about about people being stupid. Uh, yes. Like the the whatever the butt plug vodka high. Is uh, butt chugging you referring to? Yes, <laughs> butt chugging, thank you. Is uh, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> well, I'll get you, let you get back to that in just a moment. But uh, the you know, what usually when that happens, someone says, Why, why is it fusion now? And someone will say, Well, if you don't call it fusion nowadays, nobody, you know, nobody pays attention. You got to call it fusion now, that's the thing, and it's because somebody mistakes it and says it wrong somebody takes that mistake and believes it to be something then everybody starts to believe the mistaken thing so then you have to call it that mistaken thing in order to get the masses to think that the thing you have is cool exactly like atm like atm machine or are you talking about ass to mouth
1: (laughs) oh wow you made me uh you, you induced my inner Gabby Hayes with that. <laughs> so there we go. Much, much overdue snark for the snark tank.
0: Right. Well, hopefully I'll be more prepared next time to add my own snark. Or uh, I know I just haven't been collecting things in my golf bag. My caddy hasn't been following me around because I've just never been aware of when we're going to do the show Yeah, again. we've been
1: doing the show very sporadically, so it's like you never know when you're going to get the opportunity to, to use the good stuff, the A material. That's
0: right. What uh, are you doing this weekend, Rob? um this
1: weekend we 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 in addition to the servicing of the white people, speaking of a t m
0: yes um
1: let's see uh saturday i'm going to my wife and I are going to go to a fusion restaurant in the mission district <laughs> oh, <that> sounds delicious. <laughs> It's called Mission Chinese Food. It's not really a fusion thing. It's just the guy – it's a pop-up restaurant, which is really big. So a guy takes over a place that's traditionally just a Chinese food place, and then he does his cuisine in there for the hipsters. But uh, we've heard good things about this place, and so we want to check it out. And then shocker of all shockers, we are going to go see a band. The band's from L.A. They're called He's My Brother, She's My Sister. They're very good. Jason, you would even like this band. So I recommend that if you see them performing around your town – Give them a a look. They're very good. Okay. All right. So we're going to do that. And then uh, I don't think much beyond that. I think uh, that's going to be the big event. How about yourself?
0: Well, I will be getting in my car starting tomorrow and driving up to uh, the San Jose Cinequest Film Festival the uh, film i'm uh, participating in as i mentioned called worth the weight and weight is spelled w e i g h t weight wait. okay uh it's a romantic comedy about a former football player who uh uh broke his leg or something and so he gained a bunch of weight and he's sort of miserable in his life so he goes the he and his buddies have a contest to um see who can lose the most amount of weight by the end of the month and he goes to the gym and uh meets a quirky pretty girl and it's their uh, sort of romance that blossoms around it. it's a very sweet indie comedy uh film
1: very nice yes now if the plans fall through to see a lover, yeah um
0: do, do, will, any opportunity that you and I might see each other uh well, the, yeah i i'm i'm really like I, I don't want to think about not seeing her. So I, I hear you really I'm not, haven't... I'm
1: not even suggesting that that's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, but I, I mean it it's feeling more and more like that it's that's just gonna be the way it is. And it and I I don't want to, I also don't want to think about it because it saddens me. It just brings me sadness and I don't yes. want to be yes. sad. Um I don't wanna be sad, I'm supposed to be happy. Uh but uh I believe um, you know, listener Al is gonna come out and see the movie and I've, I've... When is the
1: movie?
0: Tomorrow night. It's tomorrow, tomorrow, Friday night, Friday night, uh, March 2nd at the CineQuest Film Festival. If uh, any of you uh, up there in the Northern California, any of you within the sound of my voice would like to come. What time? 9.30 is when the show begins.
1: 9.30, okay,
0: okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I, if, if everything falls through and I'm not able to see Cod, not able to see her. We're not talking about it. Yeah, then I'm probably, I was just planning on sitting around Listener Allen's place all day on Saturday. Um
1: Okay. I mean, I don't know if you're interested, but uh, always if you welcome to join if you want to go to a fusion Chinese restaurant slash rock show. Oh yeah, that's right.
0: Okay. Well, uh, I, I, you know, I'll keep that in my pocket. I'm really sort of leaving all my options open uh, because I like it. uh, You should. uh, If if I'm if I'm not getting to do what I really want to be doing, uh, then I might just like just take the whole damn weekend off and just. Yeah. Listener, Alan's totally a great me. guy to just sort of sit and like wake up in the morning, turn on the TV, and like not do anything for twelve hours, and turn and look at each other. And absolutely. Go, wow, we've had absolutely.
1: I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, well, okay. So, so we're gonna we're gonna hope for the best for you, and that you get all your dreams realized this weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. I- I'd like to give out one award before we leave, okay. if I may. Okay. Give any award music? Uh, well, how about this? Oh yeah. Oh yes, yes, that's that's very award. I want to give out the winner of the first ever Betty White Lifetime Achievement Indeference Award to Meryl Streep. Oh, but at least she's hip to it, Jason. Okay. Did you see when she won? She came up there and she made that. I was I was one of the people she was referring to that was like, oh, I did it really? too. I did it too. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and then she. Was very hip to the fact that people may be doing that, and said, "Yeah, I know half, half of the you know people watching this are just like, oh, her, you know." And I thought that was really self-aware, and she deserved an award. And who better to represent that than Betty White, who's perhaps the woman. Who most represents deference at this stage in her career,
0: yeah, yeah, and that's not to say that she wasn't a phenomenal she wasn't phenomenal. She's great in that movie. The Meryl Streep is phenomenal as Margaret Thatcher in the movie. The movie is a snore, and it's terribly boring and terribly dull, but she I, I wanted to ask you really quick about that because you're an actor. I am
1: and what kind of weight? see, I am less enamored with and and find it less interesting when somebody does a spot on like depiction of somebody i find that less interesting and maybe less um a use of the craft uh than somebody that just does a you know a a, a character study or portrayal of somebody and isn't trying to do a kind of Ticks and all representation of the actual person that they're they're p- portraying. Well,
0: the rap on Meryl Streep is that she's a mimic more than an actress, and that all of her great uh-huh. work is that she's just mimicking somebody else. She's just acting like Julia Child. She's just acting like Karen Silkwood. Like say. the
1: chick from uh, Vogue or whatever.
0: Yeah, exactly. The right? Yeah. That she puts on an accent and she takes on the characteristics of the person. Uh, and you know, how does that make her any different than that guy who does the? Uh, does the john madden impersonation right i mean yeah or
1: sasha baron cohen or somebody
0: well sasha baron cohen is actually a really great actor as well and what i what i me as an actor and why i think meryl streep is so good at what she does and why i think sasha baron cohen is a really good actor as well is to in the to be able to inhabit that character to put on all of that uh all of that external um mimicry and you know whatnot and still be able to access the genuine emotions that go into it and remain in that character while participating in those emotions to be able to express yourself in difficult uh emotional states and still remain true to that character, I think is where acting comes through. That's the whole Stanislavski method of tearing everything down about yourself, starting from scratch Mm -hmm. and building a character from, from the ground up. Most actors that I see, or a lot of actors that I see when they get to the moment where they have to cry on screen or, or, or yell or whatever, they just become themselves again, yelling and crying. They remember their dead dog or whatever. And they, you lose the actor, you lose, lose the performance, and it's just Sally Field actually crying and breaking up with Burt Reynolds instead of whatever her character is breaking up with the bandit. You know, it's that's my take on it.
1: Yeah. Okay. I can, I can, I can see that. Um, I don't know. I, I just uh, did you, first of all, I should say, did you like what Sasha Baron Cohen did by dumping the, the uh, thing onto uh, Ryan Seacrest, The Ashes of Kim Jong-il.
0: Uh, I didn't see it happen, much like a lot of Howard Stern stuff or uh, uh, Howard Stern's early stuff or any sort of thing like that. I, I I find that sort of stuff funnier if I hear it out of context than seeing it actually happen. Uh-huh. I think the joke of when people ask you what you're wearing, you say you're wearing Kim Jong-il. Like if you, that's a funny line and that's a funny thing to uh-huh. say and I think you can do that in a uh in a scripted environment that that everybody's in on the joke and you can be smart enough to create that in a scripted environment and I will think that's funnier than actually surprising Ryan Seacrest and actually spilling ashes on him when he's got a whole night to do I don't I don't think I, I watching it I would thought it was mean spirited Yeah watching that i side with Ryan Seacrest and I think that's really a dick move but look stepping back from it and thinking about it it's really funny right I mean it's mm-hmm. funny mm-hmm. but I think it's funny if ryan if you know if sasha baron cohen and ryan seacrest create a funnier die sketch or something like that and yes. do that where it's all scripted and you can do it that you can still do yeah, that yeah. and be funny instead okay. of ambushing
1: poor ryan seacrest
0: yeah exactly you know
1: fair enough all right there you go that's it listeners that's your show
0: <laughs> enough uh, I hear the music. I feel us leaving. I uh, Good to talk it's to you, Rob.
1: It's great talking to you, Jace. I'm really glad we're back at it. We are going to be back at it with regularity. We are going to be the most regular podcast that you, uh, you listen to.
0: Great. So we'll see you next time.
1: Next time. Can you tell me what the said? Did you hear? What the
0: Can you hear? What the